but anyway, I mean, it's a pretty good time to be had by everyone. And I know what you're thinking, though. I mean, you would probably tell me, Mike, why can't I do this with my pants off? Welcome to the Blind Tiger Podcast, your one-stop shop for beer news, reviews, and all things brews. I am your host, the man who believes that everything tastes better when slathered in hot sauce, Rob Fisher. With me, as always, is the man who knows that chicken of the sea ain't chicken, and buffalo wings don't come from buffaloes, Mike Albright. And of course, the man whose audio skills can make your local wing night sound like Sunday church service, the man <laughs> far, far too handsome to work at Hooters, Jesse uh-huh. Clark. <laughs> Today is April 15th, Tax Day, and we are recording episode 52, A Wing a Day Keeps the Doctor in Luxury. For more information on any of the segments from today's show, visit our new and improved website at www.blindtigerpodcast.com. That's right. We are web 2.3.0, people. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, or subscribe to the show on iTunes, and our podcast is available on Stitcher. And we have moved our entire catalog of episodes over to SoundCloud as well. We provide near daily news, reviews, and just about anything involving brews. Don't miss out and subscribe today. If Jesse were to have his way, every episode would have a food pairing. <laughs> Since we already did his favorite foods, sushi and chocolate, which is a combination that may actually work well chocolate together. Sushi? Yeah, why yeah. don't they do that? Dessert sushi. And we've had his favorite Shushi? drinks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you, ew, sound, that, that word like sounds disgusting, but chocolate, sushi and chocolate. Dessert. Chocolate and cheesecake wrapped in rice. Yeah, why not? Uh, d- dessert sushi sounds delicious, actually. We should make that a thing. <laughs> so we've already had Jesse's favorite foods. We've provided him in numerous dinners, uh, sushi and chocolate, um, sausage as well. Yeah, yeah. sausage, yep. Yeah. Um, we've also had his favorite drinks, wine and coffee. And we've also had some of his favorite snacks, which like cheese. Yes. But we will now do his favorite snack, wings. If it is coated in a thick and zesty sauce, chances are he will try to nibble on it. Mm. Wow, that sounds dirty. (laughs) We will get to the epic pairing later on in the show, but first it is in that spirit that we ask today's opening question. If you were going to buffalo something other than wings to pair with beer, (laughs) what would you buffalo? Why? And with what beer? All right. So I want to say that buffaloing something is going to become the next fair food craze. Uh, just like, I mean, you go to a fair nowadays, we try to fry everything uh, from Oreos to Pepsi. So I thought we could buffalo Oreos and Pepsi. <laughs> just think of downing a steamy, dripping, hot sauce-laden Oreo with real chicken filling mixed with a tall glass of frothy, salty Pepsi. If that hasn't gotten your gag reflex up, uh, my hat is off to you. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm not going to sleep tonight. <laughs> I'd say if you, if you haven't thrown up already, you might be a former carny yourself. You're used to it. Uh, but actually, my real answer, I'd say, is I'd actually like to buffalo pretzels. Oh. Uh, I mean, you might have seen that variety at the local supermarket. I think, I forget who it is, but somebody makes like a buffalo style pretzel. But I'm actually talking about spreading some of that sweet, smoky sauce uh, on the pretzels themselves and throwing them in the oven for a couple of minutes. Uh, and why do it? Well, I'd say it's the number two pairing with uh, beer is wings, um, the number two pairing with beer. And the number one would have to be pretzels. So why not combine the two and make a delicious menage a trois? I do enjoy menage a trois. Yes. <laughs> and the beer that I would pair with it would have to be just a, a nice malty lager. Uh, probably, I mean, anything German, really, and even maybe something closer to home. I know uh, Neshaminy Creek and Gunpowder Falls are two relatively, I'd say, nearby breweries that are making some really tasty lagers. Uh, but uh, whatever your choice, um, I think it would pair nicely with that vinegary, salty crunch. 
So that's what I would buffalo. Sounds delicious. Yeah. What would you buffalo? Well, bacon. Uh, oh. Yes. I want to go with the best of the best. And oh. I was thinking about this and I was, you know, as we're turning up the spice level here and it's warming up a bit, I was actually got started thinking of tropical destinations like Hawaii. Mm. And then I was thinking, you know what? Why not make a Hawaiian combination? Like you have Hawaiian pizza, like, all right, which is ham and pineapple. Well, yeah. I'll get up uh, like a pineapple Hefeweizen or something like that uh-huh. and have ham and that's buffalo, but maybe have a buffalo, maybe mild it down with a little tomato sauce too. Okay. You know, then, then you can have... Of course, add some cheese to that, and it's like a Hawaiian pizza, but with alcohol. With and alcohol. Nice. yeah, and I, I think that would be a, a wonderful combination: buffalo buffalo sauce with bacon. That mm. is, mm. Why not? yeah. I, I think I'm onto something. I haven't seen that yet. So no, uh, yeah. Just stop and think about that. And then, like a sweet, delicious pineapple beer. Like, oh, that could be. There it is. A good pineapple beer, yeah. Are you guys up for second slash third but dinners? I, <laughs> yeah. I've had one dinner. I would go for a second or a third. Fourth meal. Fourth can meal. Can we tell, like, would you please buffalo some bacon? You just order some buffalo bacon. Buffalo bacon. That even sounds uh, good to say. It's very alliterative. Yeah, what are people doing with bacon? They're, like, um, glazing it? Yeah, have oh, glazed yeah. bacon? So why not buffalo? 551 does that. Do it's that? not very often, but they have a candied bacon where the oh, dude yeah, candy, literally, right? like, puts on, like, 57 different layers of, uh-huh. of like, Sugar extract or something. It's and apparently it's a very, very intensive tasty. process. Well, yeah. I mean, I've, I've got the Frank's hot sauce. I mean, just next time I make up bacon. I just would drink that out of the glass, to be honest. Yeah. Well, <laughs> put on your cereal or... Mm, tricks and hot sauce. No, it's terrible. Hey, what would you do, Rob? So, this is a topic that actually comes extremely close to my heart. Many folks... <laughs> And, and, and I mean that by heartburn, but... <laughs> like heart disease? That's <laughs> yeah. true. So many folks might think that my most beloved flavor is that of a crisp, clean, and complex double IPA. But the truth is that I have one favorite flavor, barbecue sauce. I love this sauce so much that in high school I ended up putting it on almost any meal, from chicken nuggets to open-faced turkey sandwiches to <laughs> Italian subs... In college, however, I fell almost nearly as hard for buffalo sauce. It added a huge, delicious, but flavorful heat to the things that I love to eat. And to this day, I'm a huge fan of actually blending the two flavors together on just about everything. But for my answer, the obvious choice was none other than Jesse's beloved salsa. (laughs) No, I don't want to add buffalo sauce to old El Paso and call it a night. I want to recreate the idea of salsa as a buffaloed invention. Mm. I'm talking buffalo sauce base with chunks of blue cheese and chicken to add natural flavor and texture. Perhaps (laughs) if we're feeling daring, some Mexican blend cheese to an even... For an oh, even larger yeah. Southwest flavor. This would go perfect with just about anything you use with salsa. Chips and dip? Sounds delicious. Yeah, just add some black bean and corn to that shit. Buffalo salsa and some soft tacos or goddamn burrito? I'm sold. Yeah. Sounds incredible. And of course, it the does. perfect pairing for that is to overwhelm your taste buds and then bring them back from the brink of oversaturation with a shitty, shitty Corona. Uh, oh, well... I was with you. <laughs> yeah, same here. Like, uh, nothing's more authentically Mexican. I was Mexican. like, kind of amen you here. But that, uh, I at least wasn't, when went the nice lager. You, you chose. <laughs> I chose the shittiest thing imaginable because you don't want to sully the flavor yeah, of the true. delicious, delicious buffaloed salsa. Well, I tell you, anytime I go to a party, I always hate the person that brings the buffalo chicken dip because uh, that always goes the fr- you know, Everybody like reveres that person. I know. It's just like everybody should bring that to the party and then we'll all end up having heartburn, right. but we'll be... 20 pounds heavier and happier for it. That's what I've been bringing. I'm sorry, Mike. That's okay. Don't stop, Jesse. Actually, yeah, no, I haven't brought one to any... Uh, no, I, it was to other parties, though, not to any of, the, of our friends. It's been a long time, I think. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a Super Bowl. <laughs> Were you guys... No, I know uh, that was... Not this year. In the previous one, no. No, I don't... Was it Marissa's? 
I don't think you guys were there. Wait, wait. That, that's trademark, right? What? Super Bowl? Super Bowl. <laughs> Superb Owl? Superb Owl. <laughs> I don't think anyone. The big game? <laughs> I don't think we have to worry about it. Anyway. The big game. They're not listening. <laughs> we're not using it for money, so we're okay. <laughs> so let's stop inventing things and move on to things other people have invented with a little craft beer news. Beer news. Take it away, Mike. You got a couple of things. A couple of things. Uh, for starters, local, just uh, a recap of what we were talking about last podcast. The Columbia Kettle Works was able to beat itself to win the Langster Online <laughs> Beer Madness Bracket Competition. Its Holiday Ale Grinch Feet beat out its own Imperial Wheat. Uh, Columbia Kettle Works had three beers, actually, in the final four, which either means that people in Columbia have nothing better to do than to sit and vote for their local brewery, or more likely, actually, that they are brewing some great things in that river town. Uh, I haven't had the Grinch Feet. So I can't really attest to its greatness, but um, next time we go in wintertime, I'll have to look for it. Yeah, Columbia is just annoyingly far enough. It's something that I should go to far more often because Columbia kind of works is amazing. Um, thoroughly enjoyed everything I've had, but no, I haven't really been back since. No, since the time not, I went. Yeah. I don't know why, but yeah, i got to get back. Well, it is Columbia. I mean, I can think yeah, of a few I mean, reasons. Because I don't want to go antiquing. It the is the Jersey <laughs> of. Well, That's the problem. You know, yeah, the only time I'm there is either like, you know. 11 a.m. on a Sunday or... Well, and I will definitely take uh, Columbia Kettle Works beating out Columbia Kettle Works for <laughs> that particular bracket over the what the fuck Natty Ice or whatever the hell oh, was. Like, I didn't even look that ones. one up because I didn't want to know. I didn't uh, want to know. Whatever the hell terrible beer that was. So, uh, Mike, you also have some little regional news for us? Yes, I do. Okay, so, uh, I mean, Jesse, Rob, we've all enjoyed, you know, the Summer Brew Fest, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, what's there not to like? You know, you can the samples are flowing, the jams are a-pumping, the food trucks... You know, trucking, I don't know, what you call it? Sling, <laughs> slinging food. Uh, but anyway, I mean, it's a pretty good time to be had by everyone. And I know what you're thinking, though. I mean, you would probably tell me, Mike, why can't I do this with my pants off? <laughs> well, I'm here to say, now you can. Uh, and it's only actually a short drive away. The closed free resort of Sunny Rest in the Poconos is holding their fourth annual, yes, fourth annual, Bear Beach Beer Bash. It's your basic craft brew fest with one minor cavette. Uh, you must be naked during the entire event. Sunny Rest is a nudist community. Uh, it's only 20 bucks as an entrance fee, and there's uh, free music. It's provided by the duo A Pair of Nuts. <laughs> and it, they, got a lot of things, they got a lot of things going on. I mean, if you want to feel free to stick around all I night. I feel like there'll be more than just one pair of nuts yeah. there. <laughs> they're a duo. There's going to be... Never mind. Can you imagine people jamming away, you know, things swinging in the breeze? Just you know, is, is this a solo group? Is this... <laughs> oh, I hope it's not. Well, oh, God. Anyway, <laughs> they got other events, too. There's actually a pool party. Yeah, it doesn't that gross you out. Uh, it runs from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., so you can imagine after an all, all day of drinking, the, the crazy shenanigans that are going to go down at the naked pool party afterwards... Somehow, I'm like more comfortable being in a pool with 50 strangers naked than I would be walking around politely discussing the nuances of a particular IPA completely stark naked. I don't know what that is, but it's like, I guess maybe the the completely transparent water provides some level of feeling like there's... If it makes you feel like you're doing something, I guess. Because, yeah, if you're just yeah. drinking beer naked and you're just drinking beer naked. And then... I, yeah. 
I don't know. Like, I want to. <laughs> is it more enjoyable? I want, yeah. uh, the nudist lifestyle and philosophy. I want that to appeal to me. But at the end of the day, I don't know if it's the uh, upbringing that's been drilled into me. I just. I just want to, you know, put on pants when I go outside. At the end of the day, there's no part of the day like that that it appeals to me. Like I, I enjoy being like, oh, I have a robe. I like my robe. Yeah. I'm naked yeah. out of my robe sometimes or often, and uh, but no, I'm inside. Like I've just, I'm not an exhibitionist. I'm always naked under my clothes, Jesse. <laughs> oh. <laughs> if you want some real laughs, though, I suggest looking for the flyer uh, that they made up for this event. Not only is it hilariously done, it looks like it was done in Microsoft Paint, like 90, Windows 95 edition. Yeah, uh, as is their website. <laughs> yeah, they have uh, three, obviously, Photoshopped women on that picture uh, that I guarantee will not be at that crap beer fest. <laughs> I mean, I give them all the credit in the world for A, B, being a nudist community in central PA and, you know, totally just advertising the living crap out of this thing um, and just going with it. Like, I totally applaud them. It's not necessarily my my shtick, my bag, but I, I absolutely support them in what they're doing. It's not my sack. Like, yeah, it's not sack. my hairy sack, but it's... It's something that uh, I'm glad that I can say yeah. as a central Pennsylvanian is, yes, there's a nudist colony and they have a banging crap beer fest. Yeah. You know, sounds pretty awesome to me. Fourth annual... Yeah, rocking it. I can't believe it. So let's spare Jesse some more visual pain. (laughs) And we'll move on to a little international news. So, American craft beer is all around the world. So in a new story so exciting it should be wrapped in a red trench coat and hat. Are you listening, Janine Marissa? She has a red hat. It appears as though American craft beer is taking the world by storm. It's a bit of an inside joke. Uh, I was told repeatedly that um, Carmen Sandiego does not have a red hat. She has a brown hat. Wait, she does? No, she's got a fucking red hat. Yeah, right. Exactly. She's got a little brown stripe around it, but I was yeah, yeah. berated down by two lovely young women saying I had no idea what I was talking about, and Google proved me right, so <laughs> just got to rub it in. Anyway, the Brewers Association recently released a report on American craft beer exports, and the good news is good. Uh, with exports being up double digits all around the world in 2014, it appears the popularity of the highly carbonated hop bombs of the USA are as popular as rock and roll and playboy around the world. All right. Ready for it? USA. USA. (laughs) So uh, total export growth from the United States was 36% last year, which is ginormous. Mm -hmm. Um, It turns out that uh, 32% of that has gone to Canada. Um, So hooray Canucks, neighbors of the north. Mm -hmm. 37% has gone to Western Europe. 32% 32% has gone to Japan, which is interesting. I can see that. Yeah. Um, 38% uh, to Asia Pacific. Just and Japan? Like, that's not just China? Japan. No, just Japan. And uh, 64% just to Brazil. So Brazil. Brazil apparently is like going nuts for American craft oh, beer. Did not see that coming. Japan makes sense because I know they have their own like little craft beer thing going on. Plus, drinks in general, like, you know, they're really getting whiskeys and wines and whatnot. Well, I'm just saying, like, I mean, isn't the. I'm comparing the population and you know Canada they're known for their drinkers I mean <laughs> Canada is much larger has mo- many more people I assume than Japan right uh, on that? Mm, the population? I don't know. well you're talking about increases not necessarily increases in drinkers but increase in exports that particular country so it could be that like two years ago there was like 10 beers being shipped to Japan and now there's a thousand beers shipping to Japan so it seems like a larger number when the year two years ago it could have been a million things were shipped to to Canada and then a million and t- 10,000 were shipped to 
uh, Canada, and that's a smaller increase sure. than the Japanese <laughs> one. So there's some trickery there. But I thought it was interesting. The fastest growing markets were Brazil, South Korea, Thailand, and then the United Kingdom. So oh, okay. you got a lot of like Thailand, non. Yeah. So if you if I said I to you any, uh, what markets okay. do you think are exploding with American craft beer being imported, I doubt you would have thought Brazil, South Korea, or Thailand no. as the first three. Definitely not. Uh, so wait, what did you say about the populations? You said, I assume that Canada had more people. Man, Canada's got like nobody because they all live near the border. Canada has 35 million people. I'll tell you that. How, how many do you think Japan has? Uh, I'm guessing it's a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> 28 million? <laughs> 127 Holy million. Holy shit. <laughs> that is actually extremely surprising. Yeah, so, all right. Uh, yeah. Okay, so uh, what is the population of our country? What is the U.S. at? It was a little over 350, I think. Okay. Wow. They so so Japan's Japan. only a third? Well, I guess, okay. So all of our population is mostly on the uh, east and west. 318 is a little over. But still. Yeah. That's awesome. So it's nice to know that uh, the craft beer bubble, it, people keep talking about this thing that doesn't exist. Um, but it's nice to know that uh, apparently uh, th- that uh, internationally there's also huge growing and expanding markets. So maybe you can't sell your, your beer here. You can always look internationally. That's true. Yeah, I wonder what it is. The what's what most beer is being exported. Like, is there a particular brand? Yeah, or? yeah that's kind of what I. I imagine the big guys. Too. I'm sure, like Sierra Nevada and Stone, are going crazy overseas. Are you sure? I mean, it's craft Sam beer. Or is it? No, this is this was specifically the Brewers Association was talking about craft beer, not beer okay. in general. Okay. Because like AB InBev is actually their. I mean, technically they started out as a mega company in Brazil, mm-hmm. and then they bought all these other properties. So I kind of like I'm laughing at the fact that Brazil is a huge. Is importing all this American craft beer because it's sort of like digging the bad guy in the in his home turf. So um, that's pretty cool, actually. Definitely. So, Mike, tell me I'm pretty. <laughs> all right. So, <laughs> I mean, we all know that imbibing alcohol makes everyone else look prettier. Uh, if only that were true for the drink e. And but now, Sun Suntory Brewing in Japan is claiming that they now have a beer that can make you look pretty. Uh, their latest brew called Precious. Ugh, contains two grams of collagen per 12 ounces, oh. or just enough to make anyone not realizing they are drinking collagen vomit. So... <laughs> Isn't that just fat? Yeah, Co- collagen, well, no, it's like a, it's a protein matrix, I think. Okay. Collagen? Yeah, it doesn't sound appealing. Yeah. Uh, it's what like Jessica Simpson pumps into her lips, right? Yeah. It makes yeah. All collagen and chickens. Uh, I haven't heard any word from the food babe if this is considered vegetarian or not. Uh, but I know that we here can tell you that despite not being doctors, uh, that consuming collagen through normal gustatory means is complete and other bullshit as far as making you look pretty. Uh, some Japanese don't care, though. They believe that consuming collagen will make the recipient better looking. It's kind of a thing. Uh, I mean, it, if it gets people off shark fin soup, then I guess I'm all for it. Yeah, that's a weird thing to put in beer. There's literally yeah. nothing that people won't put in the beer now, man. I'm waiting uh, for the, like, much, the yeah. human excrement beer. Uh, no, that, that, that was last no, show. That was, oh, yeah, that's that right. Was, yeah, yeah, we already did that. Uh, terrible. Terrible, terrible. I am not a fan. I am not a fan. That's really grossing me out. Yeah, Thanks, I Mike. I don't know why why they would think drinking collard, like... The same way they think that eating shark fin makes you, like, more virile. Uh, yeah. uh, what the hell? People were desperate for whatever. Um, but I don't understand why, like, the, the, the if you want to look more attractive to people and drinking is involved, just buy them more alcohol. Yeah, yeah buy them alcohol. Yeah. Well, it's funny when I was. <laughs> you, you don't. I mean, I, I, 
obviously growing up, there's the, the assumption that people meet at bars, and you're, but it's, it was one of those things where it was like, why is it that people meet in bars? Yeah. And then you start to realize that like, okay, so it's dim lit. Crappy, crappy lighting, yep. So you can't really see a lot of like, you know, skin flaws or whatever else. And then there's drinking involved, which sort of like, you know, ups the libido while lowering inhibitions mm-hmm. and whatnot. And you just sort of realize that like, it's sort of the perfect environment for encouraging you know, zesty uh, enterprise amongst uh, individuals, and that it was sort of like terrifying. And then zesty enterprise, huh? zesty yes. enterprise, yeah. All right. the, my big Lebowski <laughs> reference for the show, yeah, coitus. Yeah. Uh, but it's amazing how like you look at like some of the the shadier bars or whatever. Uh, or have you ever been in a situation where like you're kind of drunk and you meet somebody for the first time and you're like, wow, she was gorgeous. We were flirting last night. It was totally awesome. And the next morning you're like, oh. Um, <laughs> That's kind of not what I remember from last night, like at all. And not that that's necessarily a bad thing, but it is sort of like it's not just the beer; it's the lighting, it's the environment, it's the intimacy of the moment. There's a lot of things that conspire to oh, yeah. to have that sort of illusionary effect. But uh, yeah, it's made, way cheaper to buy someone else a beer than it is to drink two grams of collagen per twelve ounces. Ugh, that just sounds gross. That's terrible. So. Uh, with that, we'll wrap up the news, and we're going to go on to a new, and dare I say, perhaps my new favorite segment, <laughs> say, what? <laughs> so, Mike, um, why don't you tell us about this delicious little website you found? So, I stumbled upon it uh, through Reddit, good old, good old Reddit, and it has the simple name of ViciousTasting.com, and it's a pretty much basic website. You go there, and it'll give you a... Uh, unrepentant craft brew tasting notes. And if you thought that we might have discussed things rather pretentiously on the show, nothing compares to this random tasting notes <laughs> generator uh, that this website has has been created. So I'll give you one random one. Uh, it was the first one I clicked on. I, I rather liked it. So burnt tobacco leaves and sherry stuffed marzipan, which by the way, my DJ name is DJ Marzipan, <laughs> gain characteristics of dandelion stems while kumquat pipe tobacco and blackstrap molasses play second fiddle to Oreo cookie shavings. A touch of ash and soggy biscuits clear the dark recesses of the soul. It's just like a trip to the garden. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's great. It throws in all like those various like way out there ta- uh, tastes that I've kind of brought up. I brought up things before like tobacco and you do get some of that sometimes. But th- when you get really specific like pipe tobacco or or tobacco leaves, uh, black strap molasses is a, is a fun one too. Well, I mean, you named like... It's a dark sugar cookie, not a light sugar cookie. Yeah, I, I mean, I've done it. Well, like, because that's like the dark molasses, but like black strap, like, I, I don't know the difference between black strap and like dark molasses is. Or they, they always throw in that random, like, weird fucking fruit, like, you know, the dragon fruit we always make fun of. Yeah. Well, here you got kumquat. I have no idea what a kumquat <laughs> tastes like. I don't think I've ever had one before. Um, but I love how they play second fiddle to the Oreo cookie shaving. So all of a sudden there's this one that kind of just brings everything down. It's like, oh, yes, Oreo cookie. Like, you know, you can be in a fancy restaurant. Can you imagine getting dessert? Would, would the sir like any Oreo cookies shaved on that uh, cheesecake? Say when. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Keep going. Keep, <laughs> Keep going. But so it, what I thought for this segment was that uh, I got four delicious craft beers here. And I thought we would pop one of these uh, per turn, drink it, <laughs> give our honest opinion of said beer, um, but not describe said beer. Say that if we liked it or not, and then we will hit viciousTastings.com 
read the description. One of us will read the description for the beer in order to uh, see if it is at all accurate as to what we were drinking. And then perhaps we can then, in our own terms, discuss the beer at hand. All right. Uh, so that'll be funny. So I'm going to start with... Um, Ooh, okay. Fetish. Fetish has been a very interesting uh, brewing company for me. I feel like I love their, well, I'm intrigued with their business model. I want them to do quite well, um, but I I just haven't really been in love with any of their beers. Um, Some have been fairly strong. Some have been, to me personally, downright disasters, Um, but uh, I'm always eager to try a new one from them. So what I have here is their submissive uh, fetish. And it is a India Pale Ale brewed and a bottled in Lancaster, PA. So uh, it's eight or six six point eight percent alcohol by volume. I got a uh, nice pint of it here, so I thought we would share it amongst us and we'd see what vicious tasting has to say about it. <laughs> oh my God! So Mike, was, yeah, can I go with one? Because this one's really uh, No, by all means, go ahead. Okay. Tell me what this beer tastes like according to vicious tastings. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, first I want to do want to say like fetish is that weird. It's sort of like the local brewery that I know nothing about. Like, they're still very. They're like the Batman of local brewing. They are. They are the Batman of local brewing. <laughs> Where is she? Where is she? <laughs> what? Oh wow, that? that's from Batman. Yeah, Dark Knight. Where is what? Oh, I definitely heard his. That was a good Christian Bale. Yeah, it's the Batman voice. Apparently, oh yeah, yeah. That's... Netflix has uh, the Daredevil as their like new show. Yeah, yeah. and um, apparently. Uh, Jared Devil has a case of the Batman voice. <laughs> you know, and I remember Christian Bale using that voice even with someone who knew who he was. Like, wasn't it when he was talking to um, what's her name, the uh, the uh, the oh, Catwoman? Cat yeah. Like, even Selena though she Kyle. knew his true identity, he was still talking like this. Well, no, that's the point. Is that he puts on the mask and he becomes someone else. So no, he, he was doing more, it to disguise his voice. I thought he's more bat. Well, yeah, but he—that's the Batman that persona. Bats talk? That is Batman. Well, bats don't <laughs> talk; they shriek. <laughs> Well, maybe you should go into character. So, Mike, before we get too far in, why don't you give us this awesome description? Well, I'll tell you what this beer tastes like. It tastes like moist wheatgrass and soy-like saltiness are channeled straight up through the aromatic department. Suddenly, buoyant phenols and arid sorghum stalks massacre the face hole. <laughs> Broiled Concord jam and precipitous chamomile fornicate with boisterous espresso. Spring has awoken. Yes, yes, it Spring has. Spring has awoken. Is that what it says too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's always like that final sentence of like yeah. bring it all together. Yeah, bring it all together. Spring has awoken. No, actually, I do get a springiness out of this. This is kind of like a, a nice uh, pale ale. It's super, super Hoppy cloudy. Pale. Yeah, it's got a nice light nose. Yeah, very flowery. Hmm. Is this an IPA? You said. That's what, that's what it says. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of borders between like a, a hoppy pale ale and an IPA for me. Yeah, IPA. I guess I'm just so, so used to like it's it's definitely not your like typical uh, IPA that you have nowadays that yeah. mm-hmm. really sharp hoppy whoa taste. It's extremely cloudy. Mm-hmm. I like that, but it's very light golden color. Um, I don't get any of the espresso or the no actually soybean <laughs> wheat germ or whatever fish is it. No, maybe um, a little, maybe a little white grape, tiny bit. Yeah, actually, this is actually a really good beer. Bravo fetish. Yeah, I think it's just fine. And this I is like. Oh, I like the, t- the 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 taste that's left in my mouth. That aftertaste is good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a nice bitter. Yeah, it's that's where it comes in really. Yeah. No, I'm. Yeah. I'm Def- quite impressed. There's definitely nothing, nothing massacring the face hole in this beer, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, this is sort of like your all day, 
Drink an IPA. Yeah, actually, this is an all-day IPA. I mean, it's only... Well, it's 7%, so it's is not exactly it? weak. 6.8. Okay. Well, that's, um, that's but still, I would love to have this after mowing the grass yeah. or um, having it with something lighter, like even sushi. I would even say this might pair nicely with... Because um, it's not too overly powering. Or mm. buffalo bacon. I don't know about buffalo bacon. Buffalo bacon sounds like a Russian imperial style to me, but... Uh, no, I, I think right. pineapple. Oh, well, okay. I can see citrusy then, yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Well, we're starting off strong with the fetish. Yeah. All right. So what do we got? Let's go. We'll Ooh. save that. And yeah. then what do we have here? Oh, okay. We'll save that one for the end. Uh, <laughs> next up, we have Jack's Abbey Brewing Company oh, with yeah. their Jabby Brow. And this is a session lager. So we're going with something, Um, I, I did, well, I would assume it would be a lot lighter in flavor because mm. um, sessions seem to be very uh, weak on mouthfeel yeah, in right. general. All lagers kind of sessions? like. <laughs> well, I guess if it's less than 4%, then... Uh, right. um, so be it. But uh, yeah, this is their... Uh, Jack's Abbey is actually fairly new to our market. Oh, yeah. And uh, the fridge now has like a lineup of like five or six of theirs, which is pretty cool. Cool. Um, and so I picked this one up as being something different. Uh, I wanted to stay lighter in color, not really go with any stouts or, or um, porters, but uh, start with a little bit of variety of things. So this will be interesting to try. Jesse, you seem to be much more excited this week, considering your concussion has worn off and you are yeah. <laughs> able to drink without worrying about brain damage. Yeah, well, I was <laughs> not worried about it, too. I still have there's some residual stuff going on. but mm-hmm. so, um, so Vicious Tasting describes this beer as chemically tanned leather and cherry rhubarb pie mm-hmm. take solace in deep floral wafts. Meanwhile, implied plantains and arid sorghum stalks take a dip in glazed bananas. Raspberry saltwater taffy and artisanal rosemary satisfy the dark recesses of the soul. Batten down the hatches. Ooh, wow. I like that, batten down, well, batten down the hatches. <laughs> oh. Ooh. Damn. Whoa, the smell is... Oh, it, shit. Batten down the hatches. Yeah. <laughs> So what is that corny? Is it like a yeah? It's a kind of it's got that stinky lager yeast smell. A little corny, a little like potatoy. I don't know. Mm. Mm. I don't know how I feel about this. It's sort weak. of buttery. It's weak, weak in mouthfeel. Uh, I almost get like, and I mm. hate to say this, like a a lemony graham cracker crust, and it's sort of like a, <clears throat> a yeah, hot a pollen lemony. adhered to the spent dryer sheet. Uh, you know, <laughs> remnants of dank barrel and lime rand mesh with I don't know balsamic gloss. Gloss. That's what I'm getting out of here. It's there's a precipitous chamomile and a burnt almost brownie batter. And they come together in this gustatory faculty here. It's a it's a full bodied tour de force in a not that way at all. <laughs> no bummer. <laughs> I do get a little lemon out of it though. Yeah, yeah. the first word was right. Yeah. Maybe not. What made the graham cracker crust? This almost tastes like a Bud Light to me, to be honest. Yeah, actually, there's really nothing kind of sparkling about it. It's just no. a light lager. Mm. 
It's, I think I like yeah. it better than a Bud Light for sure. Well, yeah, but it's in the same. It's, it's in the same vein. It's kind of like a good Bud Light. Yeah. Like if I got this like, out of Bud Light, I'd be like, well, all right, maybe they don't suck so hard. Right. It's not quite as corny, not quite as like kind of farty, but. Nope, not loving that one. Uh oh, Jack, Jack's Abbey. Hmm. Well, it was one. Strike one. one. Something <laughs> different. So actually, I think I'm going to trade this up. We're going to go a little darker. Ooh. We're going to go with Ithaca beer. And we're going to have their Cascazilla. As a fan of Godzilla and all the uh, giant monster movies in, in that vein, I thought this would be appropriate. So this is actually a... What is the description of this? guy? it's so dark in here. <laughs> This is a red India pale ale. I was noticing that none of my lights do anything in this room. <laughs> they really don't. No. They're just like a mild glow. I, I think I need like, I don't know, something. I was thinking of maybe doing some like, uh, if I had like a string of lights on the on the, this tree, that okay. might be cool. <laughs> like as this goes up, maybe that add more glow to the room. Because hmm. I, I don't like spotlights. Come on, Mike, drink. Get your shit together. Oh, sorry. So I haven't had, I don't think, that many red IPAs. So no. this will be... There's what, Day Shoots makes one, right? Yeah. Thank you. So Jesse, why don't you hit refresh on that browser of yours and tell us what uh, Vicious says about this particular beer. Let me take a whiff here. I have whiffs of campfire in liquid velvet. Cram into the sniffer while... Cherry cocoa accents and the sea salt crystals sear the sipper. Blackened porridge and deep floral wafts hang on to wet Hungarian oak. Hmm. The hops will bring you to your knees. <laughs> nice. That is completely false. That <laughs> no, nothing <laughs> about like what I'm you said actually this. describes this beer. I feel like I'm reading like a Nimoy poem. It's definitely <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's poetry. It's definitely I mean like Implied plantains and Arab sorghum stalks take a dip in glazed bananas is poetry. Oh, and yeah. It's random. I don't know how they do it, but it's 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 quietly genius. But this is a much darker, obviously, like a, it is a, a red IPA. Not much of a nose to it. Yeah. A little stuffy, but not much there. <laughs> Sorry, I hit refresh and it gave like... Kettle corn and sensible juniper adhered to soiled bath towels. <laughs> <laughs> soiled bath towels. <laughs> I have uh, bubblegum shrapnel and chant the flesh nozzle. The flesh nozzle? Yeah. <laughs> it's a flesh. The names for noses is great in this one. Oh, oh my God. Um, how about How about this one for the last two sentences? Bourbonized honey and cantaloupe innards swim mm. amongst obscene plum, an undrinkable disaster. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Blum. Uh, oh, my God. Aged pepper and aspects of cider find peace in the flesh nozzle while rye flakes and lactic chocolate drip into the face hole. <laughs> lactic chocolate? <laughs> yeah, that sounds terrible. Uh, this just tastes like a regular IPA. I don't really get a lot of, like, you know, reddish sort of notes. I think it's more red in color, than, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, a little darker for an IPA, but I don't really get much of a taste differential. And I got to say, the fetish was much more pleasing. It was. It was, yeah. I think the fetish is the winner. The fetish was like being in a nice flowery meadow. Mm-hmm. And this one, know. this one's kind of like walking in tall grass. It's kind of itchy. Yeah, this one, the, 
suggestive of duck sauce and pungent lemon float into the nostrils, while traces of mineral-like blood yeah, yeah. and clammy marigolds assault the sipper. <laughs> Sodium-free honey, roasted walnuts, and bitter enzymes team with ambrosia pound cake. Unabashedly unbalanced. <laughs> mineral-like blood is creeping me the shit out. <laughs> It'll wake the dead. Yeah. Traces of mineral-like blood. Lardacious? <laughs> I've heard that word before. The last one we're going to have is uh, Free Will Brewing Company, uh, The Craggle. A name of a beer that deserves the sort of description that we are randomly going to assign to it. <laughs> the Craggle. Well, then we have... We have other things, yes. Yes, we are drinking heavily tonight. <laughs> Good thing I drove here. <laughs> oh, guys. Craggle makes me think of the Coogler. Have you watched Community? Uh, I watched the first some episode or seasons. Okay. Up till they did uh, um, what's it called? Um, what paintball for the tenth time or yeah. whatever. So, the uh, Craggle is another IPA. Uh, Free Will is actually pretty good at IPAs, and this one is ninety IBUs. Hmm. Um, well, there's some other details here, but uh, it's very light. It looks so Miss Mountain Dewish in, in the. Peter Light. So the description that they have for this mm-hmm. is assertive hop forward ale, juicy aromas, and a fresh dry finish. But Mike, why don't you tell us what vicious tasting has to say about this particular beer? I wish the one thing I haven't seen on the vicious is uh, anything re- resulting in cat pee. <laughs> yeah, this is. <laughs> All right, here we go. Inconspicuous boysenberries and sun dried marshmallows titillate the dark recesses of the soul. Meanwhile, aspects of cider and remnants of dank barrel travel through the sipper. A single mothball and scorched Irish cream team with hop pollen. In word, flawless. <laughs> I love the, the last sentence really makes it. Uh, the one I have is a virtual black hole. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to need taste bud insurance on this one. <laughs> That's what mine says. Flavors, flavors, flavors hit so hard you get whiplash. Lactic chocolate and faint mango mesh with singed oats, while clammy marigolds and boisterous espresso subtly lift Oreo cookie shavings. There's that again. Yeah. Moist wheatgrass and bright peach nectar tantalize the snout. You're going to need taste bud insurance. Hmm. This is truly. Other I, I don't. This, I'm, it's hard for me to get past the smell in this. It's. It's interesting. It's very. It's very light in body. It kind of. Oh, this is definitely I mean, tastes better than it smells. Mm-hmm. I've had this on tap, and I really enjoyed it. There is sort of a sweetness behind the scenes. There that, is kind um, of yeah, it's past her nose. Extremely hoppy, very very kind of sweet. It's almost like the um, sessionable IPAs I've been having, but a little bit fuller in body. Yeah. No, this is nice. I'd probably say this is my second favorite of the uh, the four that we've tasted. Yeah, yeah I'd agree. It's light in color, um, you know, it's very, very light, transparent, yeah. um, not much of a, had to speak of a weird funky smell. Um, the taste is, well, it's like a typical IPA bitterness with like a, I can't even really place the sweetness under the hood. I guess it's a multi sweetness, but I can't quite. Like glazed bananas? Uh, definitely not. Uh, it's more of a bitter Soiled. enzymes and pumpernickel toast while bitter enzymes and balsamic gloss are grounded by trace forest elements. Actually, That's it just it says is. it, yeah. Oceanside air and soiled bath towels. 
crescendoing Rainier cherries and faint mango <laughs> ravaged the throat's flap. <laughs> <laughs> the throat's flap. That's just damn disgusting. <laughs> Dandelion stems and metallic components sway in pumpernickel to very, very intriguing. So I would rate these personally. Um, the fetish is the best. I think that's actually yeah. a very strong IPA offering. Um, maybe a little weak in terms of people who were looking for a, a strong hop signature. Um, the Craggle would be my second choice from Free Will. Um, it's definitely different, a, a little bit more distinctively bitter, but not quite as nicely tasting and balance as the, the Fetish. Um, and then from there, I would probably say the Cascazilla would be my third choice. Um, it's an IPA, sort of quietly unremarkable, nothing particularly distinctive about it. And then finally, the uh, the Jabby Brow. Um, just because I didn't really like that. It no. was very sort of uh, adjunct lagery to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with your ratings entirely here. Your orderings. I have high hopes for uh, Jack's Abbey. Um, they have uh, a couple other beers for us to try, and we will certainly get on that. But uh, I am definitely not going to jump on this session lager. I knew it was going to be something different, but it really just comes off as sort of like a Coors Light, Bud Light, Miller Light sort of clone almost, which is... Hmm. Not something you really want to emulate. Yeah, unfortunate. Yeah, definitely don't want to emulate that. So I thought that was hilarious and funny, and I I may daily hit up uh, vicious tastings in order to <laughs> describe yeah. something hilarious just to make me smile because yeah. I've like probably hit fifty of these descriptions, and while there are elements that repeat, it's always a unique experience. So if you're looking for a way to describe a beer on Untapped that uh, you know you've had for the fifth time and don't know what to put. I would definitely suggest checking that out because uh, your followers will enjoy it greatly. <laughs> so with that, let's move on to uh, the reason for the season, a little beer versus beer, Buffalo and Beer Edition. Beer versus beer. Mike and Rob select the finest beer to pit in single combat for champion beer. Two beers enter, one beer leaves. So the alleged downside to Mike and I being busy with day jobs and social lives is that sometimes it comes to comes down to Jesse to decide what the theme <laughs> of the episode is to be. Next time it's gonna be massaging a beer. <laughs> oh my god. While we adore Jesse for his thoughtful and serious judgments when it comes to choose a beer versus beer victor, there is something so completely self-serving when he picks the beer versus beer topic. Mainly it is that Mike and I have to pair some delicious food with some delicious beer for Jesse to indulge. This week, Jesse thought that he wanted to pair the fruits of a best wings in town search with a great beer to have while eating those wings. And Mike and I, well, we just kind of had to oblige him. (laughs) So we are going to be sampling wings paired with beers, and uh, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, So, yeah, basically, before the show, we went to two different bars to get two different sets of wings. And we picked out beers to pair them with. So, um, I I think Jesse should pick one of the bags, whatever he gets. Oh, okay. The one on the left. Okay. Okay. 
figure out which one is which. Well, we probably should go for the the the, the mics first because you're. If, well, what kind of wings did you get? Did you get hot or what? I got spicy barbecue. Okay, so we should go for mics first because this is a. No. It doesn't have the spice though. It's spicy barbecue. It's not like it's. Okay, maybe it's not as hot. It's spicy. Okay, well. I think we should go for the less spicy first. All right, right Jesse said left. We can go with spicy. Okay. Spicy. I'm fine with going with... Yeah. Just that. So, okay. I'm pairing spicy barbecue wings from Rumpelbrewskins paired with Sculpin's grapefruit IPA. Grapefruit IPA. Nice. Oh, Interesting yeah. choice. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what, is, what does that mean? I'm just going to take this and run. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll smell Okay. Oh, oh wow. There's definitely oh, that's like a um. We have, we have three plates here. Oh. Lots of paper towels. Well, not lots of paper towels, but I have more. Should I keep the paper towels a little farther away from the candles, perhaps. <laughs> okay, so these are mine. These are the Guinness wings. No, these are the. Oh, I see. Yours are in, you're in the gotcha. That we don't think Good call. <laughs> so my thought process was, when I eat wings, I want a hearty beer. Mike went with something a little more subtle, and we'll get to that in a minute. But I enjoy having something that actually pairs nicely with the, the wings, but isn't overwhelmed by them. So as I said earlier in the show, I really, really like spicy barbecue. That is my wing of choice. It's my flavor <laughs> flavor of choice. That's the flavor I most love. So for me, I need something that actually pairs well with that, that actually has the oomph factor to have its own distinctive flavor amongst spicy barbecue. So with that, I went with quite possibly the greatest IPA ever created by man, ah. Sculpin IPA from Ballast Point. But it's not just... Not just Sculpin. Oh, we each got one? Oh. Oh, I went hardcore all the way out. <laughs> it's actually their grapefruit derivative. So this is actually um, a great combination. It actually takes the Sculpin IPA, which is nice, has a very strong hop signature to it, and cuts it a little bit with a grapefruity citrusness that makes it a little bit sweeter, a little bit more well-balanced, and actually way more drinkable. And uh, this is actually arguably one of my favorite beers ever. Really? And uh, I'm really pleased that... Uh, grapefruit. Yeah, and I don't even like grapefruit like as grapefruit. You know, I know that Emily drinks grapefruit juice like all the freaking time, and I don't even like grapefruit. But this actually may be to me a better beer than just the straight up Sculpin. Ooh, I uh, see. I, I love the regular Sculpin, and this is just really grapefruity. I don't know. I like it, and I think it pairs um, delightfully with the wings. So okay, but we will have to uh, pass out some wings here to decide amongst ourselves. Have you done some previous research on this? Um, I've had this combination before. Okay. Uh, not necessarily Rumpel Bruskins, but um, Rumpel Bruskins uh, is a. They were highly a, rated by that. Yeah, website. yeah. They are. Uh, they're, they were a staple of mine for quite a while, and it was actually funny popping. Popping back into both the places where I picked up the wings tonight, the one, um, both Don Rowe and Shady, the owners and bartender, respectively, of um, Rumpel Bruskins, it was nice because they immediately knew who I was. They immediately started talking craft beer. They immediately suckered me into having one more beer than I really wanted to. Um, so that was hilarious. Uh, it was really nice. And it's just a cool, it's sort of the, I call it the Brendies of the east half of the yeah, city. Pretty much, yeah. And uh, only without smoking, so it's a lot better. Um, I think my choice is blue cheese and yours has ranch so okay. i don't know what you guys prefer hmm. but it's there mike you want to take a couple wings yeah i'll take i'll take one if you're hungry 
So why that? Well, you already said why. Yes, I, I like the the distinctiveness of the the grapefruit sculpin. It's an IPA, and it's cut with the citrusy uh, the citrus of the grapefruit to sort of not overpower the wings, but also be strong enough to provide enough um, character to uh, let at least be something that's not overwhelmed with a wing. And spicy barbecue are by far my favorite wings. So for me, it's uh, I'm going to eat this so it pairs well with it. Damn good beer and that's a damn good wing. Mm-hmm. Problem is I know what Mike got and the competition is stiff. This is very nice. Like there's just a hint of spice to it. But it doesn't like it's not overwhelmingly barbecue either, which is nice. And the the beer pairing is actually very well done. Yeah, you wouldn't think it. You think of a strong IPA with wings, and no. it's sort of like what? But but it kind of mellows out that uh, grapefruit note. But it's a very it kind of makes it like a nice sweet pairing. And I'm pleased that Jesse seems to have swallowed many flavors of the the grapefruit and is now onto his third wing. Well, got to got to do it for science, man. You got to do it for science. Got to really take notes. But don't fill up too much. You don't want to bias your opinion because we still have Mike's delicious choices <laughs> Oh, that's fine. So I have to go back and forth a few times. <laughs> so, Mike, why don't you tell us about your fine choice? All right. So I went with, um, I think, um, a well-known but underrated choice was Brendy's. Uh, they have some really good um, staple bar foods, and one of them is their wings, especially their Guinness barbecue wings. And I uh, haven't had them in a while, but I did have them one time, and they were excellent. And I decided to pair them with, well, what else but Guinness? I figured, you know, the <gasps> Guinness and the barbecue wings probably going to be a little understated. So what? Is this backwards? I was going to say, like, did... They didn't seem very spicy, and that might be it. Yeah. Yours is, like, redder. Yeah. It's, it's just that, I just that had, looks, oh, like, spicy. Yeah, I think we did backwards. Okay. Huh. Because I just had oh. I, I just had Brenny's wings, and they did not have this pink thing. Okay. Uh-oh. Well, you know what's kind of funny is that uh, actually your uh, my wings and your beer it was a great thing. <laughs> <beer. laughs> All right, so All scratch right. that. All Go right. back. Okay. Okay. All right. So, so we're starting is... over here. Um, yeah, that was really good. That might be the beer. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it! Um, beer versus beer remix. Science. <laughs> science needs to happen, and and science didn't. It was good. So. Um, Pretty much all of them. I went for the left back. Really it's true. And it, I don't know why I thought it was whatever, but it was. Um, anyway, so yes, um, Mike, if you want to wing yeah, yeah. through this combination. Yep. So I like the hot. I like the spicy. But I also like to cut it with barbecue. And so, I don't taste the barbecue as much. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, but I do like the heat that comes from. Yeah, they are spicy. Ooh, it's spicy. Like a sriracha spice. Mm. Yes, and I like that. I like to feel the heat. I like to feel the sweat. But I also like a big beer that can help counteract the flavor of just spicy. Did, so, is there barbecue on this? Like spicy I, barbecue. That's what I said, man. That's what I ordered. <laughs> um, but they, I knew know that they like it hot. Mm. I mean, their hot wings are extremely hot. Their suicide is like you're going to be pissing blood for a week. Um, they really enjoy their spicy wings over there at uh, Rumpel Bruskin's. 
but I like how even with the spicy, the um, the grapefruit sculpin really cuts that down. Um, it helps uh, balance that a little bit, so you're not like mm-hmm. overwhelmed, and you don't just have that like whatever hot sauce they're using, Frank's Red Hot or or uh, Tabasco, whatever it is that the, is their buffalo sauce. You're not you're not just getting that flavor anymore. You kind of have the balance of the sweet grapefruit to help balance that out. And then again, for those who think that the uh, the grapefruit flavor of the grapefruit sculpt is a little too strong, that gets caught by having the spicy hot wing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hmm. Now the problem is I want to save a couple wings to do science the other way. Hmm. Is that collectively Mike and I have stumbled onto the best combination of beer and wings at Yeah, because I mean, yeah, the spicy barbecue, like again, it's a lot of spice, a lot of like sriracha spice, kind of mm-hmm. overpowers the barbecue. And with the, uh, your beer again, whereas the the previous wing kind of mellowed out that grapefruit note, this one actually kind of accentuates it. I get a lot yeah. more grapefruit out of the yeah. beer now. Hmm. Still tasty. Mm-hmm. But God, that other combination was brilliant. <laughs> so, Mark, mm-hmm. go on. Tell us more about this. this pairing that you had in mind. The one I had in mind was the uh, previous wings and, and the Guinness. I thought maybe the um, the Guinness might bring out that actual like kind of dark peaty note in the wings. Um, let's see if that's true, or maybe it's maybe it won't. Mm. Pardon me. Here we go. I haven't had Guinness in a while. I had one of these earlier. And it's a very subtle beer. I always forget about that, but... One of my first loves. For those listening at home while Jesse's uh, burping his approval, <laughs> I think he's done like eight wings <laughs> in the last like three minutes. He is committed to the cause. I'm doing research. <laughs> this is R&D. No, it's funny. When I first started getting a craft beer and I didn't really know. Just one more... Maybe I can do the Guinness with the wing back to back. Yeah. I know, like, Will Wheaton loves Guinness, and he talks about it all the time, even despite having crafted his own beers. And I, I do think it's it's an underrated beer. I think people sort of dismiss it as being, oh, it's just Guinness. But it actually, for the mass-marketed beers that are out there, it's a pretty phenomenal beer. <laughs> Can't go wrong with the pint of the black stuff. It's mellow, though. I'll definitely give it that. Hmm. Well, the Guinness with the Guinness wings isn't bad. No, not bad. Brandy's wings are also they have a fried texture. They do. Like I wouldn't say that they're not completely deep fried, but they definitely were put in there for a couple minutes. I really like the Brandy, the uh, Guinness barbecue flavor by mm. itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like Guinness. I'm just not sure that they necessarily are playing hugely together. And, and again, it, either. yeah, that barbecue sauce really brings out the sweetness in the Guinness, which, which might otherwise you know be kind of only slightly there. Yeah, there's a, there's a, there there's a toasty note. To the Guinness that does work with the wings, though. Mm. Go right ahead, sir. And the question I have for science is when I take one of the spicy barbecue, try it with Guinness. Mm. That's good as a pairing. I'm sort of just 
kills the the Guinness. If I'm being honest. Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you taste the Guinness in the wing? Oh no! I took one of the spicy barbecue wings oh, oh, and yeah. paired it with Guinness, and that just it oh, sort no, of just yeah, killed the would, flavor of both. Mm-hmm. Um. Wow. So yeah, I am super glad that we kind of fucked this up, <laughs> and Mike's pairing was good. I like the, the Guinness barbecue. I definitely like the big Guinness barbecue wings. I like Guinness by themselves. I think they're okay. I feel like they don't necessarily accentuate themselves or uh, you know um, improve each other. They play off each other's qu- quite as strongly as I would like. But at the same time, I also have that exact same criticism for my for my pairing as well. Mm. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw over to Jesse. And I'm going to have him decide. But I'm going to give him three options. I'm going to say he can choose my pairing, he can choose Mike's pairing, or he can call the draw and choose the Guinness barbecue wings with the sculpin grapefruit, which Mike and I are absolutely like enthralled by. Mm-hmm. Something about the Guinness barbecue combined with the grapefruit IPA is just ridiculously never delicious. Have yeah. Yeah, nice you too. both lose. That's the one. <laughs> All right. All right. You both fucked up. Ah. <laughs> uh. So it will increase nothing by this. If our powers combined, though. So you say we both lose. I say we stumbled onto quite possibly one of the tastiest concoctions mm-hmm. that well, I've this run. This isn't penicillin. Look, you guys <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> we fucked up brilliantly. That's how they made penicillin. They fucked up. And they made penicillin. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm in complete and utter amazement that the fact that like I never would have considered pairing yeah, a grapefruit the IPA with a with a, yeah. a Guinness barbecue wing. Hmm. But that's why you both lost. <laughs> <laughs> there is something incredibly delicious about it. Um, somehow the sweetness of the Guinness barbecue sauce just sort of like mellows the grapefruit sweetness and brings out some of the more hoppier notes out of the mm-hmm. grapefruit IPA. Yeah. But then at the same time, like the grapefruit. IPA sort of does the same thing where you get sort of a meatier, better taste of the Guinness wings. It's, yeah. I mean, we've talked about like when we had the craft tastings guy, Greg Orth, um, he talked about the, the mouthgasm of the one plus one equals three. And, you know, I obviously believe him at the time because he had some amazing chocolates that paired extremely well with beer. Um, but this is one of the few food pairings where I'm like, holy fuck, that's a good combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, if you can go to Brendy's and get some of their Guinness wings, and you can get yourself a grapefruit I pay from Sculpin, absolutely drink them together because they are freaking delicious. Very nice. Holy shit, I'm in thoroughly impressed. And but didn't really work the other way around. No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, Guinness with the spicy barbecue uh, was just a clusterfuck of, of awful. Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not not what I would yeah, call was just, as bad just, as you would think it would be. Yeah. It neutralizes in your mouth. It just like <laughs> everything just stops. Like oh. Yeah, it turns Guinness into sort of like a black water, and it's just not pleasant. Um, did, did, did it taste like rancid bath towels, or what was? What was it? <laughs> yeah, rancid bath towels attached to dryer sheets <laughs> with Oreo shavings. On not vomit. ideal. Not ideal. Not ideal. Well, I don't want to say vomit. No, but I have to say that I'm going to um, basically attempt to replicate this personally. That the next time I want wings. So, which wing would you eat by itself? Like, if you had the option of. Oh, they're both good. I don't know if I can make that choice. Well, I think I like the texture of the Brennies ones, mm-hmm. but the yeah, this hot spice. I kind of I'm getting a little tingly now. Yeah, yeah. it is tingly. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say. There's that little bit of the sweet barbecue flavor to it. And uh, Brumble Rootskins is really good. They don't necessarily have the world's largest wings, 
Mm-hmm. They make up for it by adding more than 12. So when you get a dozen no, wings, good, yeah. you may end up getting 15. Oh, okay. But it's because there's a little slightly smaller wings, and that's okay. Um, well, the real challenge would be been eating more than my share. <laughs> <laughs> the real, the real question would be, and I, I have to say that I, I, when Mike said that he was getting Bernie's wings, I was a little disappointed because <laughs> um, Brendy's has fantastic wings, oh, okay. and I, I can't, I can't deny that. Um, Brendy's does two things phenomenally. One is their wings, mm-hmm. and the second one is their fucking grilled cheese, and oh. they are both yeah. unbelievably delicious for bar food you go in there and you're like oh you know it's kind of a dive you know weirdly on the weekends it's like a biker bar that i don't quite understand during yeah, the day it's kind of weird sometimes when you walk in there yeah. but yet on wednesday nights they have the most esoteric goddamn trivia in town <laughs> they have a weird <laughs> giant craft beer selection for like most yeah, bars bar, mm-hmm. and then you go in there and you have their wings and their grilled cheese and it's like my god this is something off of like the food network how is this grilled cheese so gr- good and it really is and the wings are the same way um, so I really love Brendy's uh, spicy barbecue wings. I've eaten them so many times I've lost count. Uh, so Brendy's would be my vote for best wings in town, but I had to go for a backup. Okay. Uncle has great, great wings. Well, hey, they got accolades in the newspaper, right? So. Mm-hmm. And they also enjoy going really spicy. Hmm. They go a little bit more spice forward than a lot of other places, which is nice. Spice so this forward. is like their hot level, and there's like seven different levels above this one. Can you win a t-shirt if you eat their hottest wings? I don't know if they have a prize like that. I is had it, to talk to Don Roque thing there. Because if there's like a sh- really shitty gift that they give for like killing yourself, <laughs> I'll do it. I will be there. Yep. Michael, jump on that goddamn grenade. Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know. My favorite... I, I was at A-Bag, and they had... A good flavor, and they had a good quality wing. Uh-huh. You know, one wing. A bag. Well, a bag was also in the paper too, right? Yeah, they were up there. They okay. mentioned they were, they made a comment about them. They didn't actually win anything. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, user poll. You know, idiots on the line who have favoritism towards particular bars. But uh, I'm actually really pleased that these pairings are actually extremely good. I think pairing wings with beer is hard. Yeah, I, I thought people... you guys did a great job insofar as you sucked, and you happened to bring in a combination unintentionally that worked really well. <laughs> hey. Wow. This is the last food and beer pairing for a while, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> no, by the way, thank you. <laughs> I'm just going to go out and say that I don't care if my greatest achievement to mankind is an accident, I will take that. <laughs> Hook, line, and sinker, I will take that with full credit. So the fact that Mike and I, high five. High five. Have stumbled upon an unbelievable wing and beer pairing. It makes me happy, regardless of whether or not it was an accident or intended. They can't all be winners, and even in our massive failure to do great, we still ended up being great, just not intentionally. So I'm going to take that. That that is amazing. And and honestly, I really kind of want to just like run home, grab the girlfriend, and be like, "Look, we're going to Brandy's. We're going to get a bunch <laughs> of fucking Guinness wings. We're going to get some sculpins right. that are grapefruit, and we're going to have a delicious dinner. It's going to be amazing." Yeah, their late night menu is open as on till twelve. So. I do like that about yeah. Brandy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like other places, they're like ended early. All right, exactly. I've been talking about so much. I want to do the pairing again. <laughs> it's so good. I don't understand how it's so good. Uh, should I do the conclusion? <laughs> <laughs> Mm. We'll swallow and then I'll be all right. <laughs> okay. So that's it for today's show. The upside of today's episode is that I got to overindulge a night of wings and beer. The downside for tonight's indulgence is, is rough time spent in tomorrow's bathrooms. <laughs> so as much as uh, current us are enjoying these wings, future us may actually regret the decision to 
add seven, eight, or in Jesse's case, about 18 additional wings to... (laughs) At least. To dinner. So there's that. Yeah, Um, five different beers. (laughs) When I wrote these notes, I was not quite expecting to find the brilliancenness of combining uh, Brendy's Guinness Wings with Sculpin IPA. Grapefruit IPA. So that was a great find, and this is what this podcast is all about. Stumbling into greatness. Um, Join us next week, I believe, hopefully, we'll be having a fantastic interview with uh, Joe Boy's Brewing Company. We Mm -hmm. are going back up there, not for a review slash uh, investigation, but we're actually going to be sitting down with uh, owners and brewers in order to have a conversation about uh, what they're doing up great in Lidditz. And we hopefully, um, you know, don't hold us to it, but we might be having an interview with Heavy Seas coming up shortly as well. Um, As well as instituting a new segment called uh, Behind the Bar. Oh, Behind the Bar. Nice. Yeah. So we got exciting things coming up in the future, and by this episode coming out, you should also be on the new new website. So leave a comment, you know, send us an email, what you think about the uh, the new look and feel of the website. So thanks for listening, and of course, keep on drinking. Eating delicious fucking wings! Oh my gosh, this is great. A news article I didn't do that you might enjoy is that New Belgium is doing a collaboration with Ben and Jerry's. Ooh. <laughs> They're doing a salted caramel brownie brown ale. Wow, that sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> brown ale with cocoa. That sounds really good. Oh my god, how is this? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really weird. Like, I, I was like, you, whoever goes next is going to lose. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's what when I tasted this. Yeah. It was like... It was like that's, that's how I felt too I when I was drinking. It. I was it's like, so delicious. I thought I lost. I was like, well, fuck. Rob's got a great pairing. I'm like, shit, shit. <laughs> that's like it goes so like surprisingly well.